coming home again Do you think about me now and then? Yeah! Do you think about me now and then? Cause I'm coming home again Ow. Coming home again. And Montreal are back home this Saturday for a league game Good day, good night and welcome to Off The Woodworks I am Kevin Laramé And a 2-1 loss on Wednesday against the New Jersey Red Bulls <laughs> Henri with the brace the commentator said it was the goal of the decade no way and we will come back to that later but today on the show a preview of the Montreal and RSL game I talked to Matthew Montgomery from Real Salt Lake who writes for RSLSoapbox.com about the game and about Salt Lake because it's a team we don't really see often And we don't hear a lot from here in our neck of the woods, here in Montreal. We're going to talk about the better weekend. And a little review of last night's game, of last night's, of Wednesday night's game. And a preview of Saturday night's game. And it happened again for TFC as well. And Matthias Laba, 1.35 mil, really? Ah, we're going to talk about that too. But first, the Toros beat us on Wednesday night. Even though we had a lot of chances. We actually... Played decently. The first half was kind of boring. Then we got scored in extra time with the first half. Henri with his first goal. But it's the second goal of the game from him in about the 87th minute. A nice bicycle kick off a corner, bounced off ahead. And then he just, you can see him watching the ball. Then just let him, he let himself fell backwards and hit it with his right foot in the left corner. Nothing could Perkins could do, nothing at all. But it's not the goal of the decade. It's a nice goal. It's not even the goal of the month. I've seen nicest goal in the United in the United States, but nicest goal in Europe as well in England. David Luiz did a couple of cracker shots in the last couple of weeks. But in America, okay, I'll give it to you. It's probably the goal of the year. But not more than that. It's not the goal of the decade for sure. So I think the color commentator was a little bit exaggerating. I think he was a little bit biased as well. But anyways, we had our chances. We had Nyasi and Wenger, a lot of chances, but Nyasi was Nyasi-like the whole game. Every time he was on the ball, you can see him running, create chances, he gets open, but he forgets the ball. Come on, man. You got to bring the ball with you to get a chance to score. Or he's offside when Wenger's with him on a two-on-one, two and he's in an offside position all the time, so Wenger got a shot. Ah, He's always like that, Nyasi. But he creates chances. But you can see as soon as Devayo got on the pitch, it was a, a big difference on the play. He created more chances, got open a couple, a couple of times. But, oh man, the lack of realism in Nyasi and Wenger's play. Jeez, it cost Montreal three points on the road. Oh, we miss Paponi. Paponi, get well soon, my brother. Paponi. <laughs> so the whole time Nyasi was on the pitch, he couldn't get... He always has an extra touch too much or a pass too many. It's always the same thing. But he creates chances. I got to give it to him. He creates chances. He gets open. Just a lack of realism, as I was saying. Oh, but Devayo. But like the 87th goal, 87th minute goal from Henri, it waked Montreal up. And you can see they were fired up after that. And they were close to tying it up. To tying it up. But a double would work by the Italian striker. And an offside call on that play ended the impact chances. But still, we're fourth in the league, tied with Houston at third. 
The tie with Kansas City at third, Houston and New York on top, but we got matches in hand on all of those teams. We just need results in those games. And, wow, TFC. It happened again for TFC. They were up by one at the half in Santa Clara, a goal by Justin Brown. Yep. All my friends, Montreal, you hear it. Justin Brown scored for Toronto. But because it is a new tradition at Buckshaw, the Goonies scored one at the 63rd minute around that. Pillow feet, Adam John with another goal. He was tied with that goal for the lead, for the lead in the team for the leading scorer. But eventually, like, you know, Wondolowski's got a little bit of an ego, which is not a bad thing for a striker. You need confidence. You need an ego to be able to perform like a striker should perform. And you know what? Wando, Chris Wondolowski scored the winner at the 81st minute. It's a little early for the Goonies. Usually it's like when the clock strikes 90, then they started to really open it up and trying to get that goal. 81st minute still counts as a goal for Toronto in the last 15. Jeez. Ryan Nelson even says that his team is soft. It's starting to hit the, you know what I mean, the uh, starting to hit the fan over there in Toronto. And the jury's still not out on Matias Laba. I'm not convinced, and so far, I'm not impressed at all. And that $1.35 million reported transfer fee for him is way too steep, in my opinion. Way too steep. You shouldn't put that money for a defensive midfielder, in my opinion. Doesn't matter where he used to be played. Doesn't matter if he used to be captain of Argentinos Juniors. But I don't believe it's a good signing. And I used to think Ryan Nelson was doing a decent job. Lately, not really. And he's actually starting to lose his patience. He's getting impatient. He says his team is soft. And I got to agree with him. Your team is soft, my friend. But not as soft as DC. DC. Wow. They're bad. They're worse than I thought. And worse than any other team in the league, for sure. They're the worst team. They got trumped 4-0 at home at RFK at that old, ugly stadium. And by Houston. Houston just killed him. And you know that if you have Will Bruin in your fantasy. Two, two goals and two assists. 19 points. And some people even put him as their captain. 38 points if you had him just for that player and just for half of this week because it's the queen week of the football fantasy manager of the MLS, Soccer.com. Of Woodworks got a league. It's 15121-3320. Join all eight of us in that league. Well, it's the queen stage of that. And 45 points after the first round. And then the next round, it's this Saturday and Sunday. It's an amazing week this week. And our next opponent, it's Real Salt Lake. Real Salt Lake won 2-1 on Wednesday night against the New England Revolution with a late PK save by Nick Romando. Again, we'll talk about that with Matthew Montgomery after the break. But Romando saved the PK again. You'll hear all about it with Mr. Montgomery. But damn, it's impressive um, that Keeper can save almost... One every three PK. It's impressive. 
Kansas City lost one nothing to Seattle. It looked to be a nil-nil draw in extra time. And at the last dying second of the game, Jimmy Traore scored a goal. And Seattle won at the Cauldron. They silenced the Sporting Park crowd. And finally, a 1-1 draw between Dallas and Portland. I was hyping it up to be one of the good games of the weekend. It was not the case. And we did not win the bet of the week. We predicted RSL, Montreal, and Kansas City. And obviously, Montreal and Kansas City lost. So we're down to $3 in our bet of the week. And in the, back, in the bankroll, I'm going all in. And after the break of the interview, so after the break, we'll hear Matthew Montgomery. And after that, I'm going all in with that three bucks. See you after the interview. You must whip it. Now whip it. Into shape. Shape it up. Get straight. Go forward. Move ahead. Try to detect it. It's not too late. So we're back on After Woodworks, and I would like to welcome Mr. Matthew Montgomery from RSL Soapbox in Salt Lake City. Hi, Matthew. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing, Kevin? I'm amazing. Welcome to After Woodworks. So what are your thoughts on the beginning of the season for RSL? Uh, it's, uh, I think there have been more frustrating be- uh, starts to seasons before, but it's, I'm, I struggle to remember one. Um Obviously, we traded away some big pieces. Uh, yeah. Will Johnson, Fabian Espindola, Thier- uh, Thierry Henry. I almost said Thierry Henry because I was thinking New York. That was... Olave, yeah. Uh, yeah, Hamilton Olave. That was... That's embarrassing. Um, a boy can dream, though, can't he? <laughs> I still don't get that. We're talking about this for a second. I still don't get why they traded Olave away and Espindola. Uh, it's... There, there are a few factors. Um... One, we wanted to reform the way we approached the attack. Okay. Uh, and Fabian Spindle is clearly a player, and he, he's, I think, one of the, the top strikers in MLS. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, he's inconsistent. He's mercurial. Uh, he's got, you know, the hottest head in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that became a little problematic over time, and, and at some point it, it became, well, how can we better redistribute the funds, uh, and play the salary cap a little differently, and bring in other players. And I'd, I'd say so far it's worked, uh, although I'm very sad to have lost him. Hamasan Love is a bit of a different story, because I think he's in a, at a point in his career where he can't really maintain the level of play we need from him uh, for the way we, we use our defenders. Mm-hmm. And whether I mean, he may be able to for another year, uh, maybe even another two years, um, but at some point we have to start getting another you know, defender in there uh, trained for that first-team spot. Yeah, but it almost looked like it was the end of a cycle for our cell last year. A little bit. Uh, and and we see that with with Olave, with Spindola, with Will Johnson. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, we saw Nick, you know, Nick Romando, Kyle Beckerman, Nat Borchers, Chris Winger, Tony Beltran, uh, Alvaro Sabarillo, Javier Morales, Ned Grabavoy. Uh, yeah. You might even throw in a player like Louis Gill into that mix. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, there's a sense that, that it was an end of something. Or something was starting to turn a little bit. Uh, but it's not so different. All right. So in, what was your thought on last night's game, the 2-1 victory for Real Salt Lake? Uh, that was another frustrating one. <laughs> um, 
a late handball call. Uh, made me want to tear my hair out a little bit. Um, I didn't, luckily, it's still firmly attached to my head. Um, and Nick Romando, I think, is probably the reason I uh, can say that. <laughs> And that penalty save is, I'm, I'm like, that was kind of a, a routine penalty save for him, which is a little funny. Um, I'm sure it was a terrible penalty. Yeah, um, it was one of the worst I've seen. If it was, Donovan was the worst I've seen, but Sayasini was really close. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like, it's still a penalty save and, yeah. uh, you have to press the keeper a little bit on that. Um, but clearly he's very good on, good on penalties. Uh, Saved 19 out of 60 penalties he's faced in MLS. Uh, so he's he's clearly got something special about him. It's amazing. I've never seen a goalkeeper save penalty like Romando does. He almost saving it to save his own life. Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting way to look at it. <laughs> and for our listeners from Montreal, we don't really know a lot about Real Salt Lake because it's a theme. It's a team we don't really hear a lot. What are the players to watch for for the game on Saturday? Uh, it depends on which version of our team decides to show up on Saturday, really. <laughs> um, I mean, they're they're the obvious players. There's uh, Kyle Beckham and Javier Morales. Uh, okay. They're they're kind of the established uh, midfielders who have uh, done very very good things in the league uh, for the last five six years. Um, Flying under the radar a little bit, we've got Louis Gill, who has been a little inconsistent, but has scored a couple of vital goals. Uh, up front, we have, we have a couple of young players who are certain to start again, Devin Sandoval and Joao Plata. And uh, Plata, you might remember from his, his stint with uh, Toronto. Absolutely. Um, and, and I've got to say, I'm actually like really happy we, we've got him with us. Um, I wasn't sure about him coming in, but, but he's... Uh, He's impressed me enough to, to smile about it at the very least. Well, I'm not going to lie. I'm actually really happy you have him with you guys instead of Toronto. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was... Everybody's misused in Toronto, right? Wow, I, I can't believe it. Uh, still last night, it happened again for Toronto. It, it's it's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, that's, what, one win in 24 matches or something like that? Oh, it's <laughs> the, the win they had at the beginning of the season, I think it was the first win... Since July of last year. Yeah, that's insane. It's insane. Uh, I, I don't know how they do it. It's it's remarkable. Yeah. In a league as competitive as MLS, uh, for a team to go that long without winning a match is saddening. And even the coach seemed resigned to the situation of his team yeah. losing in the last minutes. That's something yeah. to be very worried about. I would I would think so, especially because it's, what, their third manager in the last year? Yep, third in actually, like third manager in 13 months if you count Aaron Winter, Paul Mariner, and now Ryan Nelson. Yeah, but, I mean, like, something is seriously wrong there. Is it Toronto? I mean, is it the city itself? You'd know uh, more than me. Yeah, a little, I think it's in the water. <laughs> it's in the water in Toronto. Yeah, I can imagine so. Um, one other player you probably want to watch for is Sebastian Velasquez. Um, you won't miss his hair. That's probably the first thing that'll attract you to him and his skill on the ball. Um, but he's come in and, you know, been a difference maker, uh, time and time again. Whether, whether we end up winning or not is a different story, but, but he changes the dynamic of the match and there's something really interesting about that. Alright. There's a big player we heard a lot about last year from Salt Lake City, but been a little bit more quiet this year. How does Cal Beckerman do it this year? Uh, 
Yeah, reasonably well. He's, uh, if we're talking last night, he had a fantastic shot on goal, uh, that was parried and Devin Sandoval finished. Um, but no, he, he's, uh, his quiet, um, like excellent passing, good tackling self. Um, and sometimes it's better if he, if he's not making big waves because when he's not doing that, he's just doing the simple things. Mm-hmm. And that's really what we need from him. I mean, he obviously can, uh, get a little bit of a hot head sometimes, and for him to nod is actually really important for us. All right. Do you have any predictions before Saturday's game? Uh, I'm terrible at predictions. I always predict 3-0. Uh, <laughs> that's just the prediction I make every time, so 3-0. All right. So thank you very much, Matthew, for being part of Not The Woodworks. Yeah, I'm happy to be on. And you can read Matthew's stuff on rslsoapbox.com. All right. Thank you, Matthew. All right. Thank you very much. So thanks to Matthew Montgomery again, RSLSoapbox.com. So on Saturday at 2 p.m. at the Saputo at the Blue Cheese Stadium, Montreal versus Real Salt Lake. The second meeting in history in the MLS between those two teams. RSL are not as strong as they used to be. They were a couple years ago. They won like in 09 or something like that. It's pretty. I'm pretty sure it's 09. They had a decent team, and they had a very good core, and that core is starting to get very thinner. Like, only Bickerman and those players are still there from that time. But they're still a pretty good team. They're a possession-type team, and that might be a good fit against Montreal's counter-attack instinct. It's going to be a fun game to watch. I believe they're going to battle it out on that pitch. And I believe they're going to try to scrap it, too. So it's going to be a very entertaining and hard-fought game between a team that wants to keep the ball on the road and score a couple of goals and a team that's going to defend and catch you on breaks in the counterattack with the speed of a couple of our players but with, with the intelligence of a forward like Marco de Vallo. So, and you can expect as well that Marco Schalibam is going to continue the squad rotation in preparation of the first leg of the Voyager's Cup Final live from the Saputo, May 15th, 2013, with the second leg being May 29th at BC Place against the Vancouver Whitecaps. And the Whitecaps are not a good form right now, so on Tuesday's show, you'll be able to hear a good preview of that game. And our bet of the week for the weekend, this weekend... I'm all in with a $3, like I was saying. It all started off with uh, $2. Three weeks ago, we started betting with $2, and we won our first bet, so we brought the bankroll to 15 But ever since, we've been losing. So we're down to $3, and I'm going all in. The games that I'm betting on this weekend is FC Dallas versus DC. Dallas are going back to their winning ways. And they're going to give DC another trumping. Something for Ben Olsen to make him realize that he needs to do a lot of changes in the next transfer period. And the other game is Chicago versus Philadelphia. I believe that the firecrackers are no more. 
Chicago Fire will win against Philadelphia. And the battle of the news. The battle of the newbie. New England versus New Jersey, New York. I believe that the Red Choros are going to beat the Revolution. So for the better of the week, Dallas, Chicago, and New York for $3. It gives you a big amount of $22.25 if it's a winner. Quick predictions for the game. Montreal winning. San Jose winning on the road against Seattle. LA is going to beat Vancouver in Vancouver. The Columbus are going to win against Colorado. And Houston and Kansas City is going to be a draw. Kansas City will get a result. They'll even take the lead, in my opinion, at the BBVA Compass Stadium down south. But like it is an habit for the Houston, they're going to continue their unbeaten streak at that stadium. And it'll be a draw. So I'll look for this during the weekend. And on... On Tuesday's show as well, we'll have Morgan Green, who's going to talk about everything between Sir Alex Ferguson's departure from Manchester United, David Moyes getting appointed as the next manager, he's leaving Everton for Manchester, and Europa League finals on Wednesday as well, May 15th, all that with the end of the season as well in DPL, the relegation battle, the promotion playoffs that are started in the championship. We'll talk about that as well. So look forward to this on the Tuesday's edition of Off To It Works. You can find us on iTunes, FeedBurner, anywhere you'd like. We are available. You can c- contact me on Twitter at Off To It Works. Email me, Off To It Works at Hotmail.com with an X at the end because I'm cool. You know why. And thanks for listening again. My name is Kevin Nagami, and have a great soccer. Start again